All right, Gate 14 podcast. It is Friday, May 27th. I am only joined by Avery. Uh, JR is legitimately MIA. We have no idea where he is. He hasn't answered anything in the group chat. He's not active on Instagram and social media. If it takes to the 24-hour range, we will be putting out a search warrant for him. I don't know where he's at. But uh, Avery, what's up, man? Nothing. Um, This is classic JR. Happens probably a couple times a week. You don't know what's going on with him. But uh, no, worst time for him to uh, go MIA. I hope he's okay. And it would be yeah. nice. We sent him the link. So if he comes in at some point today, that would be a nice little treat. He'll be coming in like The Undertaker. I mean, he will be coming in like The Undertaker just from the fucking uh, in, in the casket. I have no idea where he is, but that's fine. I mean, if he wants to big league the boys, he wants to big league the boys. But anyways, I, we got to go into the jersey debacle here. Um, So I'm going to have to wear a full uniform to the Jays game. Uh, Two things. One, I don't have like jay's pants like i don't have i'm assuming you do i have obj pants yeah okay so you have the pants for me um a lot of people a couple a couple requests in my dms as well as jair's and yours someone wants me to wear a charlie montoyo jersey which is as outlandish as it gets there there is a 0.0 percent chance i go out of my way to spend money for a charlie montoyo jersey i think that would just be crazy right yeah, it's also kind of crazy he wears the number 25, don't you think? Like, that's a great number that we shouldn't let that guy have. He's big dick in it. I mean, and the only reason why I actually know that he is number 25 was because of his wife's Instagram. Me too. Uh, I'm surprised. And by the way, Avery, that TikTok was fucking wild. I mean, 45,000 views on TikTok right now, which obviously for you is not that much, but that is wild. Like, the comments we're getting, and obviously, I, I you got to tape your cap to the trolls that are saying uh, it's not Charlie Montoyo's fault, which is just all time funny. Like, one of the comments was, he doesn't control, um, he has no outcome on the game. So I responded, like, if he has no outcome on the game, then who, like, who changes pitchers? Like, they just decide in the bullpen, like, all right, it's, I think, it, I think you're good. You want to warm up? Yeah, just get in there. Like, it's just the craziest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, no, for sure. I think what they missed out too is a lot of the comments kind of, which I agreed with. If a clip went longer, you would have heard me say, yes, I think Pete Walker is kind of responsible as well. Like it's not, he's not just making them up in his head, these decisions he's talking to someone else and that someone has to be Pete Walker. So I think he, again, needs to be held a little bit accountable for that, but no, the, uh, a lot of good comments for different perspectives and a lot of bad comments. So that's what you get on TikTok pretty much every time. Uh, the other one saying that Ross Atkins and Marshall Pryor bought him in to be a bridge guy for the rebuild. That's a great some- point. It's something I kind of forgot and agreed with. And having a Spanish speaking manager for a bunch of our guys who are Spanish, I think is a good thing. But I think he's overdone his stay at this point. So some of those comments made me see a different perspective, which I can't agree with. He's a development manager that you like 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 what the jays did when you have all these young guys that are massive massive prospects you you bring in charlie montoyo as a bridge manager like he said and then you bring in a grizzled vet kind of guy after like a john gibbons type obviously that's a name that was popped up in our tiktoks a lot but you bring in like a john gibbons guy or like a buck showalter type s guy like a like an old a guy a guy that's going to get the most out of his players because charlie montoyo obviously i don't know if he's a player coach or not but he's the type of guy that he's not a player's coach, then he's got no business being a yeah, manager. I guess he's a player's coach, but it, it is wild, man. It's absolutely wild. I mean, 
it's crazy he still has a job. And then I guess the next game, it was like this. I, I was going to put my mortgage on the Jays money line next game because that was a game they were going to win no matter what. And they just absolutely skull fucked the St. Louis Cardinals. And I mean, and Kevin Gossman is just, I, I, I have no words really left to say. Kevin Gossman is a joy to watch on the map. Like a, a, a real, real life joy to watch. I think his war is a full run better than the next pitcher and Tarek Skubal at, and he's 1.7. Like that, I don't think we've been able to put together based on how disappointing the start of the season has been on how amazing Kevin Gosman has been to start the season. Like the numbers are incredible. Watching a pitch has been incredible. We were so lucky. We saw Robbie Ray. He was shitty again today, wasn't he? Terrible. Yep. Um, I mean, I th- think they were losing to the A's, but no, we kind of taking for granted just how good he's been every time he's been out. And another thing on Charlie Montoyo here is there's a reason the Tampa Bay Rays let him go. That's a smart organization. If they really wanted to keep him, that, that they thought he was really something, they would have kept him in the organization. Yeah, as a bench coach, or they would have dropped a bag for him, right? Like, you got to think, right? I mean, Charlie Montoyo, and that comment makes the most sense, and I didn't even really kind of think about that. He's a bridge guy. Like, that's what he will always be here. It's just a bridge guy. And a guy that's not going to win championships here. He's going to maybe get a sneak a team into the playoffs and stuff like that. Do you think Tony La Russa would have been better? No. But I hate Tony La Russa. But Charlie Montoyo was legit gifted a young core, the best young core in baseball. And he has managed to do fuck all with it. Right? He's really managed to do fuck all with it. He was gifted a fucking Vladdy, like kind of starting to get into his prime. Bo Bichette, George Springer, Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel. I mean, the, the list goes on and on, and he hasn't managed to do fuck all with this lineup. So it's going to have to get to the point where it's like, all right, man, we got a couple years left here in our, like with this massive, massive core, like all these guys together, because obviously the core is going to stay together, the certain guys, but this is a massive core of guys that you are able to afford right now. And at some point, they're going like, to split up. Like Teoscar is going to want to get paid. Lourdes is going to want to get paid. All these guys are wanting to get paid, and the Jays might not be able to afford that. This window is very small with this whole, all these young guys that are like in their primes together. Yeah. And on, you're right. It's the whole contract thing. Rogers did the thing by giving out some money to Gosman this year and Springer. We're not going to do that every season. There's just no. And who way. knows? They might. Who knows? They might. Because honestly, they are bringing in so much revenue. When the Jays are good and that stadium is sold out, I don't even want to know how much money they are making. It is just an absurd amount of money because the Jays' attendance during that like 2016 run or 2015 run or 2017 run, whatever it was, they were the second in baseball. Like they had eight, the Jays had eight million fans like all year, like combined at the Rogers Center. You know how much revenue that's bringing in, like the jersey sales, everything. So it does make sense, but obviously I'm not a business guy. I have no idea. Like, from that standpoint, but this is a very small window. As much as it sucks to say, because most of these guys are still in their like early twenties, it's a very small window when you're going to have guys in their late twenties, like Teoscar, that are going to be here. You're like, yes, the Jays are going to have a Relvis Martinez and all these guys coming up and stuff like that, but they're not going to. He's not going to be where a Teoscar is until what three, four years. So that's like another thing you got to wait out, right? So. It's, this is a very small window, and the Jays are wasting it right now having Charlie Montoya manage his team. Yeah, don't disagree at all. We think about Vladdy as a guy who was a generational um, prospect as a hit tool. Or Elvis and Gabriel Moreno aren't as generational prospects as 
bodies and look how long it took body to develop it was what two kind of full seasons before we got his best right and he figured it out so think about guys who aren't that talented trying to find their way if we have to wait two more years it's like what are we doing here yeah so, and we didn't and we didn't talk about this last episode zach collins option triple a mm-hmm. um the gate 14 curse i hate to say it i really do hate to say it but ever since he uh declined to come on this podcast i believe he's hitting below 100 in, in the in the major leagues and got options. I'm not gonna put two and two together. I'm just gonna say maybe the gate 14 curses has has clued in just a little bit on our boy Zachy because we'll always have that week though, right? We'll always have that Zach Collins week. It was awesome. And I was kind of going through like the early storylines. Tyler Heineman, our guy, gone. Zach Collins, nice little for a couple weeks. He's gone, kind of. So uh Maybe we're just turning over a new stone here and just getting going on the real season, right? Yeah, and by the way, like we we alluded to uh, the Reese McGuire trade being stupid. Holy fuck, do I miss Reese McGuire? Like, at least a left-handed fucking bat, man. Like, Zach Collins just not cutting it. Like, he just, he couldn't hit at all. And at least Reese McGuire is semi-competent at the dish. Like, has kind of a clue. I was watching the White Sox game the other day. And he wasn't that bad. I mean, he's not playing every single day, but he's at least a competent guy. I think the Jays just got to roll with fucking Kirk and Jano now, like DH catch. Like, that's what it's going to have to be. I think so, too. No doubt. Um, Danny Jansen saved our season, right? That was one of the most big dick performances I've ever seen from Danny Jansen. I mean, first of all, I'm being biased because he's my guy, but that ball he hit to the third deck, holy fuck. I mean, little, it looks like he came down and fished it a little bit. I don't, I don't know how to really describe it, but that might just be a swing. But that was in the fucking third deck. Like, that ball was absolutely shot on. So we got to give our flowers to our guy, my guy, Danny Jansen. I mean, he really did. If he doesn't hit a home run there, who knows if that offense explodes for eight? You have no idea. I think we were still two for 10 with runners in scoring position or something crazy like that. We still scored eight runs. So the fixes aren't totally there, but. Um, no, Danny's played fucking really well. I think this season he got, there was that little stretch when he just came back where I thought he struggled at the plate a little bit, but, um, no, two absolute nukes, biggest game where we needed it so far this season, because if we go, oh, and two against the cards here, and then we go in to Los Angeles, I think it's going to be a tougher series than what we do riding some momentum. Are the Jays going to sweep a series this year? Like, seriously, are like, are they going to sweep a series? It, it's been Almost two months, not one fucking sweep. You gotta hope so, right? Fuck. Like, fuck, man. It's just, it, it's crazy, dude. Like, and listen, you had a good point, and maybe we could clip this. Cabin Biggio is kind of looking sexy down there in AAA. I hate to say because I'm a noted Cabin Biggio hater. This offense can't get any worse. A left handed bat that kind of can get <laughs> on base, I guess. Cabin Biggio. He might be he might be in a Blue Jays uniform very soon again because what a fucking nightmare this offense has been. And maybe that's a spark that you need, man. Hashtag feels like 2020. I I did send that text and I just felt dirty after I pressed send. I was like, oh, I don't know how you guys are going to receive that message that I sent in there. But it was, I you're pretty positive about it. It can't get worse, right? We need that left-handed bat. He's someone we have. We can't go and trade for someone else right now it doesn't seem like so i think we got to try i'm gonna try and look at his numbers here from what he's done in the minors 
I think he's hitting like 290. Like I, I think he's hitting around the 290 range. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. It's not the crazy 276. It's not. Guess the his OBP crazy. though. It's like what six, uh, four hundred around there. Four sixty. Yeah. See, I mean, if he maybe he was injured, man. Maybe I was just fucking a hater. Maybe he actually was injured and he just wasn't producing. But fuck, man. I mean, can't get much worse. Like, and honestly, this is just me from like a dumb brain perspective. Just seeing Biggio in the lineup, I think this lineup's gonna be like just seeing Bichette, Biggio, Guerrero just gives me chills. It's like, all right, like the young guns are back at it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just gonna go clean slate, positive vibes only when he gets back and he's in the lineup. Maybe he starts raking again. If he doesn't, he's dead to me. But I'll be honest, like you gotta do something. I mean, yes, the Jays won eight to one, but fuck, man, their offense is in the bottom five of all of baseball, which is one of the most embarrassing things ever. I feel like if this is another team, this manager is long gone. Like, I don't know what the deal here. Like, why are they just pumping the brakes here? And I know there's people saying, who, who do you replace them with? Literally anyone. <laughs> Literally anyone. Just change the room. Like, change. Like, I don't know what it is. There's probably a manager in the minors right now that's unbelievable. A great clubhouse guy that actually cracks the whip. Like, I, I don't know. Like, where do you stand on that? Um, I saw a couple of reports that management it's not something I had known. It's someone who would obviously watch a lot of Jays baseball. They say management's kind of slow to act on things during the season. And I guess that makes sense, but I don't think it really hurts this team to lose Charlie Montoya in the middle of the season. So I'm, I'm on the side of make a move. I was on the side of, I don't think he should have been managing the team to start the season. I don't think like, I don't think we change our manager and we go on a losing streak right away. Like I don't think he provides any value really besides letting the young guys do pretty much whatever they want. Yeah, and we got to talk about something else here. Matt Devlin is kind of electric on the mic for Jays games. I'm kind of all in on it. Uh, what about you? I mean, he his voice just gets me going. I don't know what it is, but shout out Matt Devlin, man. The guy pumps me the fuck up. He's so animated with the way he describes stuff, and just it's just such a calm voice. I fucking love Matt Devlin. I think he's really good, too. He. Although he's a calm voice, I think he's an excited voice. And that's what you need for baseball, right? Like when the big plays come up, those home runs every time, right? Just electric home run calls. He's excited. We're excited in the same way. So you want someone who kind of emulates how you feel. I think Devlin's done a really good job of it. I mean, some people are going to hate on all that, but we get, we get Shulman all the time. So you know what good announcing is. And then you see someone who's not there all the time and you kind of want to shit on a guy. I, I tend to want to shit on him, but I think he's done a pretty good job so far. No complaint. Tabby sh- shit. Oh my god, dude! I, I just I can't worst. deal with Pat Tabler. I I really can't. Like I, I, he just has no idea what he's doing. Like, and listen, and what makes it even worse is is like I I'll turn my car on like to go to the gym or something like that, and I hear fucking Barker on the radio. Who is you want to talk about fucking out to lunch? I mean, this guy has he just he's one of those guys where he used to play so he just he just automatically thinks like he can talk about every single thing and people are going to be like like beg to hear his takes on shit am i wrong you, on that it was the episode that jared and i did and we commented on this exact thing because we listened to them on the radio after the game when we were at the jays game together and it's so funny he um who does he do it with fuck i forget his name i know um, the voice i, I don't blair, know his name. jeff blair yeah, jeff blair yes jeff blair and ken barker and they were talking about um, getting hit the Yankees game where the, um, Yimmy Garcia got tossed. That was after that. Oh, we went to the Leafs game. That's why we were listening to it. Yeah. Um, 
And he just said, you weren't in the box. That was like his main thing to Jeff Blair was you weren't in the box. Like you don't know. And Jeff Blair was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you, come on. <laughs> like, I'm, you got to let me have an opinion here. You can't just hurt me every time. But Jared and I thought they were kind of an electric duo, just how much they clearly hate each other. He's one of those guys where he's just, has to bring up in every conversation that he used to play professional baseball like and and the you you were never in the box take is such a dickhead hardo type of thing to say to someone like that's like me and you like for instance someone out of jay's game is talking to us and they have a take and we just look at them and say you guys don't have a podcast like you you <laughs> you literally can't speak on anything like you can't have an opinion on anything because you weren't there. It's just the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. And yes, hear me out. All right. The people that played the sport. Yes. Do they know more? Maybe, but they don't, they're not fucking super geniuses. There's people that have never played the sport that know more than these guys. So these like, it's such a, it's such a dinosaur thing to say. Yeah. I played with a bunch of people who got drafted, who literally know nothing about baseball. Like they, I'm sure you played with guys who are really good at baseball, but know nothing about the game, right? They also just don't even like playing it. There's a lot of people like that, so it's could, it's it's terrible. It just yeah. it doesn't make. I, and Barker is just no disrespect. His accent one is terrible. It pisses me <laughs> off. It is and, so bad. And to make matters worse, the most random thing: he's married to fucking Hazel May. What I wish I wish Jer was here for that. It's something we talk about all the time. How does that make sense? How do they meet? That is just the most random do ever. And is 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 she the reason he has a job at sports? I mean, it has to be. I think the, he probably got the job first, then they got married. If I had oh, to guess. Okay. Maybe. It is very yeah. random though that those two. It's 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 insane. I mean, I don't know. It just and we got, I mean, do the Jays have to retire the baby blue jerseys? They can't hit in them. They look so good, though. Fuck sake. Someone has to do a deep dive into the analytics and see if the, what the Jays' numbers are in the jerseys. If it's below 500, burn the jerseys. I don't care. Let the fans wear them. That's fine. But just burn the jerseys. Sportslogos.net did a, um, had every jersey from every team for 2020. They stopped doing it. So you can look. They used to be able to look up the record and what jerseys they wore. Okay, and listen, we can be as uh, negative on the Jays as possible, but it could be substantially worse, dude. You could be the fucking Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, we're talking about a team that spent a fuck ton the offseason. You get Castellanos, you got Schwarber, you have the NL MVP, you have JT Romuto, and you are below 500. It doesn't make any sense. And you gotta give the you gotta give praise to that Toronto Blue Jays rotation because they are the only fucking reason the Toronto Blue Jays are above five hundred. That is it. That is it. That is the only reason. That's starting pitchers, and Brios obviously kind of. I don't know if he's actually struggled during that loss. I don't think he did. But Kikuchi's been good. Brios has been good. Manoa's been good, and Gossman has just obviously been the best in baseball. Do you would you say Gossman's the front runner for the Cy Young right now in MLB or the AL? Um, yeah, I think so. After season or, or Ver- Verlander, probably uh, Verlander. Verlander's definitely up. Did you see Ben Verlander's fucking list? What did he say? Um, top five pitchers in baseball. Guess who he had number one? Oh, I'm, I'm assuming he just takes his brother's dick right down his fucking throat. Yeah, and has his brother Justin Verlander one. That dude would be working at a fucking Sony Digital 
or whatever the fuck that CD place is if his brother wasn't Justin Verlander. He would be bagging shelves or yeah. uh, he'd be filling shelves. Can and you know crazy? Other, do you think you can guess the other uh, four? No. Manoa is Manoa on there? No. No. Hell. This is like noted horrendous list. <laughs> who, who is it? Who's the four? Okay. Top five pitchers in baseball right now. Justin Verlander, From number ben one. Verlander, one of the dumbest, one of the dumbest humans ever. Ben Verlander's top five, who went zero and nine in the playoff predictions last year. Zero and fucking nine, didn't hit one. Zero for nine. Okay, number one, he has Justin Verlander. Of course. Number two, he has Pablo Lopez. Number what three, the fuck. Number three, he has Nestor Cortez. Number four, he has Josh Hader. And number five, he has Corbin Burns. That makes my blood boil. That that to not have Alec Manoa, who has a sub one eight ERA in his second year, only had like twenty one innings in AAA, and not have Kevin Gossman, who has a sub two three ERA, who was striking guys out at an alarming rate with a low walk percentage. Highest and you have war in the AL, the best war in the AL, and you have fucking. Corbin Burns and Pablo Lopez on this list. And no, listen, that's Cortez not, is the issue. Cortez might be the issue as well. Cortez has been carving, but to put Pablo Lopez on that list, and then Pablo Lopez goes out the next day against the Rays and just gives up a five spot in three innings or four innings, whatever it was, that's what Ben Verlander does. He's the biggest mush on the planet. Whatever this guy says, I can't wait for him to come out with his playoff predictions because I'm going to bet the opposite of every single thing because he is the he is unbelievably dumb his smile pisses me off he has this like persona that he's a positive dude i've talked to a lot of guys that have been on the show no one likes this dude no one like he's just a loser he he really is i hate ben verlander to me uh, so pablo much. lopez is the second best pitcher on his staff like i think alcantara is a better pitcher than pablo lopez is and i don't think it's really close and you so know what's crazy you it's an interesting we, list here. We could tweet that and like we could tweet that clip and not even tag Ben Verlander and he it, it will come across his desk. He so? is he is the so king. Online. He is the king of living online. Like he is the king of living online. And the fact that that guy, I don't know what's worse. The fact that Mad Dog has his own show, like Mad Dog Unleashed, who's the dumbest fucking human being ever on MLB Network, has his own show, or Ben Verlander. Like, I don't know which one's worse. And Ben Verlander just would fuck every MLB player. Every single MLB player that's like a decently big name that posts an Instagram story or Instagram post, the first thing you see under the post is Ben Verlander comment. That is, it is like clockwork with that dude. Clockwork. He's the first comment every time. Hey, that's how you get your name out there, I guess. Um, I have nothing to say. I'm just not a Ben Verlander guy. Um, I don't think he adds much to baseball media as a whole and it's pretty lucky that he's justin verlander's brother <laughs> i mean what, what more could it sell he's he was on the tie he gets drafted by the tigers his brother was on the tigers so yeah. as they were obligated to draft this dude and then again mlb on fox picks him up because his last name is verlander like it's just a, 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 a like a massive amount of things and i want to say this i think Votto is going to be a Toronto Blue Jay. Oh, brother. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't hate it, to be honest. He I... dog walked the Jays this weekend. 
Um, he hit another home run tonight, I think, too. And I bet the Cubs. So you hate to see it. I, it's really not a bad uh, fit, I don't think. Do you? <laughs> it's a great fit. It's a left-handed bat that actually gets on base and makes contact with the fucking baseball. I think, yeah. I think that makes the most sense. If I'm the Jays and I'm going for it, at the all-star break and I am above 500 and I'm just in grabbing distance of that first place spot, especially with expanded playoffs. Joey Votto is my top priority. He was pretty much having a stroke off session talking about playing here from the media. Did you see that? No, he was, was like, the I Hazel get, May thing. Yeah. He's like, I get chills. Play, like I get chills playing here. I have nothing but a smile on my face. Just being in the city. I lived 11 kilometers from here. Joey Votto will be a blue Jay. I don't know if it's this year, next year, the year out, whenever his contract is done, he will be a Toronto Blue Jay, and I'm completely fine with him picking up whatever his contract is this year because the Jays desperately need a guy like that, and he can honestly take the weight off Vladdy's shoulders where Vladdy's only worried about hitting, and Votto could play first, vice versa. Just a little flip-flop there, and that makes a massive difference in the lineup. I'm almost thinking that Joey Votto seems like a guy who wants to go into the Hall of Fame. At Is he a Hall of Famer, you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. His stats okay. are fucked. Yeah, no, I'm not a big, like, good gauge on who should be in the Hall of Fame. But I think he's a guy who seems like he's so loyal to a team that he'd want to just go in with one team. But if it's if he doesn't want to go in just as a Cincinnati Red, like he's played his whole career with one team, I think it would be the Toronto Blue Jays. Like, I can't see Joey Votto going to be a Yankee. He, I can't see no, him going to be never. like a Matt, right? It's, it's Toronto Blue Jays or bust for Joey Votto. It is. And the Reds, and you want to talk about wasting a dude's career, the Cincinnati Reds wasted, wasted this dude's career. I mean, you trade, you, you trade Winker, you trade all these guys. Castellanos isn't signed back. You don't even offer him anything. You, it's, they spat on Joey Votto's Hall of Fame career face. He deserves to be on a good team, and this is the only place that he wants to be. That's it. It's Toronto or bust for him. It's Toronto or Stan Cincy. That's it. I like that. I have, I've no, I, I've said I'm not a Joey Votto guy, but I think I can get on board if he's on the Toronto Blue Jays and he's helping us win. It gives me I, chills. Like arm. it gives me chills because the Toronto Blue Jays haven't really had like a hometown Toronto kid as at his caliber, right? As his caliber playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. I guess Romano technically, but. Joey yeah. Votto is a whole nother planet. Like that's a hall of fame guy. And I feel like that's just, that's a poetic way for a guy to play. Like that's just poetic to have Joey Votto on the Toronto Blue Jays. I think so too. It was, it was cool to see how much he loved the city and he would, he'd do really well, well here. The city would love him. The cheers weren't great for him when we, when we were at the game, did you think they were? No, not nothing yeah. outlandish. It might've been on Friday though. The Friday game, like Maybe, his first yeah. game here, it was a little bit different, but no, I think he wants to be here. Like the way he was talking about it was a little bit of fucking pandering, which is fine, but I think he does want to play in Toronto. Like that's where, where he's at. But I, I just had to bring that up. But speaking of guys that we want in Toronto, I've pulled up a list of potential manager replacements. Let's hear it. Let's let's and we're going to let the people on TikTok, the people on social media decide. This is Avery's top five hottest managers on the market. The top Bachelor. Four. Top four. Top, four. Give you top four. four. The Bachelor. Okay. Number one, Bruce Bochy. Wow. Noted winner. Yep. He retired. World Series. Multiple World Series. Yes. 
Um, I think he's a guy who can lead this team to a World Series championship. No doubt. Number two, Mike Sosha. Didn't win as much, but another old guy. He's been around the block. It's not okay. I think he was a player's manager for the most part, but not really a pushover. He's not like um Charlie Montoya. Number three. This is my personal favorite. Ron Washington. Dude. Dude, what a pick. If he's one for me. That's one. Yeah. Ron no. Washington is number one. I need him in a Toronto Blue Jay. The fact that that hasn't even been discussed in the media while this guy's rotting, coaching the infield and third base for the Braves. What the fuck? Yeah, no, it is kind of crazy. He was the Rangers manager, right, during all those runs? Yes. Yeah, so I think that is, that is another good one. I He's so positive. He's Again, he's a player's manager, but he's got pull. He knows what he's doing. And then number four um, on this list here, I got Brad Osmus as a potential one. I think it should just be a list of three. Because True. I think those are three good options. So name your top three. So this is Avery Avery's top three guys that he that, that you want to be manager for the Toronto Blue Jays, like the top three prospects. Number one, Ron Washington. Yep. Number two, Bruce Bochy. Yep. Number three, Mike Sosha. I don't hate the Mike Sosha one either. I really don't. That guy, I think he won a World Series with the Angels, right? When they had maybe like 2000 whatever that was yeah well like the the what's it called the tim salmon days or am i delusional i don't know but i that's a great world series winner what year was this world series champs 2002 yeah that was with the angels yep that's not a crazy option no but dude there's some guy i mean i don't know it's just those guys are all better options. <laughs> Substantially better options who have histories of fucking winning. Not I want a guy Ron was Washington a... so bad. Which one? Ron Washington. I want him so bad. I that like I have hard eyes just even thinking about Ron Washington is maybe the most universally loved guy like in baseball. That yeah. picture of him smiling over the dugout is just <laughs> it's incredible. I I can't believe you brought that up, and I've never thought about that. Why is Ron Washington not on the Patrono Blue Jays right now? Why is – what are they doing? That's a great – and I'm, I'm, I'm sure in the TikTok comments we're going to have people, like, saying um, – for like, they're going to bring up other guys. And, honestly, I, I'm willing to hear some, like, other options. But, for me, it's Ron Washington or bust, man. I mean, fuck. I love that dude. I fucking love Ron Washington. So, that's a good one. So – um, we'll go into let's go into this uh, series here. We'll keep it short. Obviously, there's only one game in between podcasts here. So um, we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, you guys got a game, obviously, tomorrow, like you guys said. So I'll probably um, put this up tonight. Oh, so OK, yeah, just put it up tonight. I guess. Yeah, put it yeah. up tonight. Um, obviously, the Jays got to go against Shohei tomorrow. All right. And Shohei has been disgusting on the mound. 282 ERA, 3-2, and 1.02 whip. 53 punchies in 38 innings. Holy fuck. So tomorrow, the Jays, it's the team total under, right? Like, that's just like a full agreement that that's what that's going to be. I see. I think it should be that, but my brain is stupid. And I want to think this is a breakout day against a good player. Don't think it's going to happen, though. I think we need to go team total under if I like my money. 
I think Ryu carves tomorrow. He's been so fucking good. And we didn't talk about that the last episode, but man, watching him pitch has been kind of like pleasing to see. He it's the Mark Burley way of pitching that everyone fell in love with. Obviously soft throwing lefties, but like the guy like Ted Lilly, right? The crafty lefties, people can appreciate that. The games go fast. They just get on the mound and throw the shit out of the ball. So yeah, I do enjoy watching Hunt and Ryu pitch. And I think that's why we were so disappointed in how he started the year because we knew how good he could be um i want to see i'm gonna look up some stats for the angels based on like how they hit lefties because i feel like they're really right hand mike trout's just the best player in baseball again too which i do taylor walsh too that is an underrated guy taylor walsh is disgusting bro it's uh yeah it's tough to see the angels are finally good and they just have joe adele in pretty much quad a because he's not good enough for the majors but he's too good for triple a nowhere near being good enough but listen man i mean the jays have their big dogs or some of their big dogs pitching all right you got ryu who's obviously been really good you got manoa on friday um who do you got saturday who who goes after manoa barrios or kikuchi kikuchi on saturday barrios on sunday that's not the craziest five man guys going there right like that's a good rotation for that series. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you when you have a four game series, you're getting pretty much your whole rotation. So we're just the only guy that's not pitching, unfortunately, is Gossman. I'd love to no. see Gossman against that lineup. I really would. Yeah, no, that'd be good. But we get him coming back, and we're in Toronto for the White Sox. I think after that, the White Sox are so sorry. Oh my god, they lost sixteen to three yesterday. But there's so much like the Jays. I think this year, right? No, the only the team that I compare to the Jays, I disagree. The team I compare to the Jays would be the Mariners. A lot of potential, can't hit right now. Yeah, I think the Jays are better though, wouldn't you? No, the Jays are better, but the Jays are way better than the White Sox. The White Sox suck. They are terrible, dude. Yeah. So I'm gonna predict a split. Like that's just what it's gonna be at the, the end Angels of the day. Are really good against lefties. Yeah, I'm gonna predict a split, and the Jays lose tomorrow, and the Jays lose. The Kikuchi game. They lose against both lefties. They, they lose with both lefties. That makes the most sense in my mind. Yeah, no, that's definitely feasible. I, I want to know the uh, pitching matchups for the Angels. I'm going to look here. So It, it has yeah, to be Cinderberg. Oh, true. Fuck. They don't have any of these matchups. This sucks. Yeah, they don't have any of them up, but I'm, I'm assuming it's Cindergard. Um, we're gonna The Jays are going to miss Detmers because he's, he's pitching today. So it's everyone besides Detmers. It's everyone besides Detmers pitching for the Angels. So you're going to be getting the whole everything here. Yeah. So I'm going to predict this. I'm going to predict the split. And I'm going to predict that Vladdy home run there is going to spiral him into a fucking psychopath mode again. Because that was launched. That was fucked on. So I'm going to predict the Vladdy breakout weekend. And I'm going to predict. I want to be at Vladdy breakout weekend. And Tay Oscar figures it out. Those are the two predictions I'm going to make this week. All right. We go three and one. And someone throws a... No, that's stupid. I can't say that. I can't actually. I thought we were going to get a no-hitter this weekend. <laughs> but I can't say that. And I think Boba hits three home runs this series. Boba has been great. I mean, the hate on him is absolutely bananas to me that it's still there. Maybe it's not there anymore, but... Boba Shed is fun to watch. And when Boba Shed is good, this team just looks substantially better. And I need Boba Shed full on, like, second half of the season last year mode because that was fucking incredible. So 
Um, I'm excited for this weekend because this is this puts you comparison to like another good American League team outside of the AL East. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where the Jays kind of stack up against a very good team. I'm not excited for the late starts of every single fucking game. Oh, true. Fuck. But um, well, I'll yeah. be able to watch some of the game tomorrow night, then. That'll be lovely. Yeah, 940 start. Oh, I- shit. Saturday at 10 o'clock, too. Yeah, that is crazy, dude. 10 o'clock <laughs> start on a fucking Saturday. What is this, MMA? Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, it was a good episode. I mean, we talked about the manager, uh, like the some options for manager, which is great points you made. And, uh, I mean, the Jays, that offense, I'm hoping that 8-1 to win doesn't be, just be the only, like, good point of this week, and they don't do that again. It feels good to see the Jays put up a fucking crooked number again because they haven't. In so fucking long, so long, dude. I was I was shocked when I checked my phone after my game, and I saw that it was eight nothing. I could couldn't believe it, and seeing that it was two uh, Dano home runs, I was pumped about that. But we haven't lost a series in three series now, right? Yep. So uh, keep this rolling. I think we win the series three and one. It's gonna be ah, uh, never mind. I can just see us giving up like a fucking one a.m. Grand Slam again. <laughs> yeah uh, i try to do- talk myself into something good now just thinking only bad thoughts again it's just the late night the late night you see how the rocks behind uh center field i could just see them doing that bro like I, I don't know i don't know like i could just see like a grand slam that just breaks my fucking heart and i'm like why did i stay up till fucking 2 a.m watching this shit like why did i stay up i'm gonna give jr's prediction um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could see the jays going three and one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see the Jays going for sure three and three and one this week, and Kikuchi's gonna pitch well, and I'm gonna go every game and under. <laughs> Thanks, Jer. <laughs> How was your workout today? And I'm I'm at CrossFit till 11 p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm excited to hear what some of these predictions are going to be for uh, the manager position for the Jays, even though it's like not vacant, like it's literally not open, but whatever. We're just <laughs> no, it's, like, oh, it's fully open. They should be actively open. interviewing. It's, they should be interviewing guys right now, and Montoya should have a say in the next manager. That would just be an all-time <laughs> dagger. So anyways, um, any more comments for you, Avery? No, excited. And uh, yeah, guys, make sure you guys uh, just keep – Keep in touch with the TikTok and uh, love your guys' support. <laughs> let's get to fifteen hundred. Let Let's get me it's to wear. Happen, man. Let, let's get me to wear uh, two arm sleeves and a fighting necklace. Why not? Let's Let's go full out. Let's go full out hardo mode. I'll do it. I think we get two k like easily. I'm gonna get four clips from this episode. It's just it's over. For yeah, you. it's gonna be and that manager one's gonna pop off. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, you love to see it. And uh, keep keep uh, interacting with us, man. We obviously love to talk to you guys, and uh, we love to hear you guys fucking absolutely. Ro- I mean, we were getting a lot of DMs about roasting Montoyo's wife, which is absolutely hilarious. Like we're like the fucking. And maybe I'm thinking about doing this. We gotta somehow figure out a way to uh, interject voicemails. Like we'll let people do voicemails, and we'll like listen to them. I don't know how to do that. Maybe yeah, we'll you figure can, that you out. You can set up like a Google phone number, and people oh, really? can call it. I think. Okay, yeah. we'll do that. Then. I mean. We'll figure that out, but it'll, it'll that'll be great to just hear some of the takes, hear some of the boys, uh, all that kind of stuff. I and I appreciate everyone that subscribed to the YouTube. Obviously, the YouTube last video did pretty pretty well, got a pretty good amount of views. So 
Um, obviously, when we're in misery, that's when it does the best. So uh, we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Hopefully, the Jays are going to be a little bit better by that time, but we'll see. And uh, gate 14 to the fucking moon. Let's ride. All right. You going to hop on COD or what?